Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. All right, folks, what's up? Welcome in. It is Hardwood Handicappers. I don't know if we can add effects to that, but uh, <laughs> it sounded kind of effect E. You know, like I, let's get an insight into what this weekend has been like, Kelly. Yeah. I don't know about you. But I feel like we haven't done one of these in a week. And in reality, we did one on Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's just true. been such a it's been such a busy weekend of some fun stuff. I got to go try out berries and circa on it, but also so much college basketball and getting ready for the NCAA tournament and work in between that I, I feel like it's been an eternity since we did this this actual podcast. All right, that took me a minute there. Your uh, your audio jumped for just a quick second. And I was like, did he say something about tasting berries at Circo? Like, what is like berry, like berries, yeah, berries like yeah, strawberries, yeah. raspberries? I was like, what kind of odd thing is this? That's the steakhouse, right? There? Berries? Yes, the steakhouse yeah, okay. is berries. But you're the like, way where your audio jumped, I was like, what, what is he talking about eating berries like over at Circo? Okay. Love technology. But yeah, so Berry Steakhouse, great place. I love I love the I love the uh the ambiance. Of it, right? It's, yeah, I, I like the decor and ambiance of the place. Great spot. It's a great spot. So it's been a long weekend, essentially, is what we're saying here. Um, yeah. yeah. And by the way, yes, my life is not terrible, right? I got to go to a steakhouse, and you know, I worked and everything like that, and everything <laughs> involves sports. So I'm not complaining. It's just <laughs> right. it, it feels like it's been quite the weekend. Yeah, um, I stayed. Out, I stayed out somehow till like one o'clock in the morning at Resorts World last night. Like when I wake up at four thirty every morning, it's like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yep. I'm doing nothing but yeah. gambling. Like. Oh, go home. Those nights are great too because you could you you see the clock and you're like I, I I'm gonna regret this so bad. Yes, what, <laughs> it, this is such a bad decision. But we're here and we might as well just keep going. But it's also it also hits the point of like I think it hit like 11:30 or something. And I'm like I really got to get the hell out of here. And then you're like and then you're like well you know what it's already I'm already gonna be really short right. on sleep. So what's another hour or two? Because then you hit the point of no return because you're like <laughs> all right well I'm in too deep. I might as well just like wade into this now because like either way I'm gonna like it's gonna be terrible for me. So <laughs> right. Exactly. Might as well really exactly. steer into this. By the way, I know my wife doesn't like listen to this, so I have she, I have nothing to lose here. She's not going to do anything. Um, my wife's thirtieth birthday is coming up, and I'm planning on what to do with it. Do you have any suggestions? Any spots? Man, I got no idea. Actually, wait, no, maybe I do. Um, not for a full birthday thing, but the uh, like dinner or drinks or whatever. Anything. Dude, some of these bars, and I was in one of them last night. They're on the sixty sixth floor of resorts world there's this cool little bar lounge area really cool really swanky high end that sort of thing went up there uh last night uh for a bit really cool but i think that's one of those like vegas secrets like there's a lot of these like casino hotels that have those bar lounges that are like higher up uh that they'll put you know put like rooftop or on another floor that's higher up so you get a great view of vegas obviously in the strip but like I feel like none of them advertise it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know there's one at Mandalay. I know there's one at 
either the Venetian or the Palazzo. I forget which one it is, though. And there's one at Resorts World. But, like, I feel like none of these guys ever advertise these things. Hmm. So it's like a lot of people don't even know they exist. They're they're never packed. I'm putting it on the list. I'm putting it on on the list. list. It's a good spot, yeah. I don't remember the exact name, but it's the 66th floor. So you can just look. look, Yeah, like, Google that. You'll find it. Okay, I will. I will. Uh, I'm tired, so I don't have a clever segue to, I don't know, index <laughs> props are kind of basketball lists, right? time. Yeah, right. Uh, index props are lists. And speaking of index props, the MVP, that's an index prop MVP market. Uh, let's start there. Most valuable player. I know you wanted to hit on this because this has been catching your eye. And this is, I got to say, I'll go back. I'll bring this back to the Kings thing. I am going to regret not acting on something. Uh, yeah, I'm going to regret not acting on something, even though it's not really missed the boat entirely. Why is Joel Embiid gaining steam to an MVP? So that's like that's the question, right? That is the question, and I because think it's, I think it's all just recent. It's all just recent form stuff. That's what I mean. I think that's the answer, right? Um, but you like okay, so this is a good. This is a good exercise, I think, just in general for betters out there to keep their eye on. Like what we're asking that question right now. And I think the one I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna zig real quick here, JVT. I think one of the greatest examples is just look what's going on in the odds movement over the past few weeks in the most improved player market, right? You you and I have talked about this a lot of times on this podcast, this market in particular. But it's essentially Larry Markkinen keeps getting shorter odds because SGA and Jalen Brunson are missing games, and that's it. That's it. Like they missed they've missed a few games, and their odds go longer, right? Like, so that, that's it. And I just think, I think with MVP, it's as simple as, okay, Joel Embiid has had, so he's, he's had a great month and his numbers on paper are better than Nikola Jokic mm. over the past month. But does that really take into, like, this is a season-long award, right? Like, this is, this is where, this is where I, I wanted to talk about it because I'm with you. Like, I think it's just, I think it's recency bias, and that's all it is. And frankly, uh, Jokic might be getting in back into a range where he's worth betting. Yeah. I, you see, here's my thing. I asked that question, and I should have I should have framed it in a different way. So I'll re-ask the question framed properly. I'm not looking at Joel Embiid gaining steam on Nikola Jokic through the prism of Joel Embiid versus Nikola Jokic. I'm looking at it through the prism of why is the market not understanding what Giannis Antetokounmpo has been doing? That's what I'm wondering, right? Like, so I, this whole time since that second straw poll, I have been curious as to like, what is happening here? Why, why is there this gap between Giannis and Joel Embiid that in every bit of media that I consume is there, but completely reversed. Every little bit of media I've consumed from media members who either have votes or influential voices have not mentioned Joel Embiid as an MVP. It has been Giannis Antetokounmpo who has been the team, the guy that's been like gnawing at the heels of the collective narrative behind Nikola Jokic. And I get Giannis has been, I guess, missing a couple of games to your overall point. Yeah. But like, I'm not entirely surprised the price is coming down on Jokic. And I think you're right. Like, I think that Jokic is probably going to win this thing. And maybe once we get to like 250, if it continues to drop, that's going to be something worth playing for Jokic. Mm-hmm. I'm just really wondering what I'm missing, like what the market is loving so much about Embiid and what they're not seeing with Giannis. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, like, look, I, I know I'm just, here's Joel Embiid. 
some of his recent games, 34 points, 39 points, 39 points. And those are four blocks, three blocks, three blocks in all those games, 42 points, 31, 35. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Um, I think the other, you know, and I think the other thing, but, but, but you're right, man. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I've been right there with you the whole year. Giannis is, Giannis is the best player in basketball to me. I have net with you and I've been saying, I don't know for the past, what, two, three months now that we have not understood that separation between Giannis and it beat. We get, I think we get that Jokic, we definitely get and agree that Jokic is the favorite and mm-hmm. probably by as much as he is. But I, I don't understand that gap either. Um, I think the other thing for people to keep in mind, not that this is not that this is gospel, right? But but that straw poll, right? It was it was Jokic and Giannis and Embiid with what? Like a couple first place votes. It wasn't mm. a lot. Like it was barely anything. Um, I I mean I just I think people need to keep that in mind. It, it, and it's it's just not it's not the past month award. It's not what it is. Nikias Duncan, uh, he actually broke some of this down pretty well on Twitter today. So, um, I'll regurgitate some of the stats that he used. Uh, how about just just win loss percentage in games played? Okay, win loss records and, and, and percentage in game played. Giannis. Teams 39 and 13 when he plays the 75% winning percentage. Jokic 43 and 17, 71.7% winning percentage. Tatum 45 and 18, 71.4%. Embiid then next 36 and 18, 66.7%. On the flip side of that, without them in the lineup, the Sixers actually have the best winning percentage of all those guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nine and four. It's not much. <laughs> like either one of these guys has missed yeah. a massive amount of time. But still, I, I, it's, it, yeah, I think it's just another thing to pile on that this is, like you're saying, I, I think it's Giannis still is number two to me, not even Yoke, uh, not even, um, not even uh, Embiid, number two. Well, and let's use, your, let's use your train of thought real quick, too. So let's say market is moving because Giannis is missing games. Okay, or because Jokic, you know, maybe whatever. But let, let's focus on the game thing first for, for yeah. a second. Joel Embiid's only played in two more games than Giannis. Like, yeah, like it's not like there's this massive gap. And you, Jokic has played in sixty, so compared to fifty-four so far for Joel Embiid and fifty-two for Giannis. So it's not like there's this massive gap in terms of availability. So I I find that incredible. And you mm-hmm. just laid that out too in terms of like the overall team and his impact. I'm like, I don't know. I'm I. I like this is why I go back to I wish there was other markets around MVP because according to this market we would get a plus price on Giannis Antetokounmpo finishing <laughs> right, second, finish second yeah. in MVP I'd be voting, hammering and it, yeah. I would I'd be all over that <laughs> yeah, you're I'd totally be all right. over it I, I I guess the one other thing I'll float I'll float just because I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with reasons for some of this right is there is there belief I've not heard this from a single person. But do you believe there's a chance that Jokic gets some rest down the stretch if this Denver team is, I don't know, you know, well ahead in first place? I mean, they have a five-game lead over the Kings and the, and the Grizzlies right now. I, I mean, obviously, you're not going to see that anytime soon, soon. But I don't know. Is that being built in a little bit? I, I, but, I, I can't imagine it is. I'm just trying to float some things here. Yeah, but I, I like so. Let me look at their schedule really quickly because I, I think he actually is a candidate for that, and they've been sitting him on second legs of back to backs a little bit more often this year. But I think you're talking about like okay, so like coming up next weekend, they have a back to back in New York and Brooklyn. Does he sit out one of those games? Yeah, probably. 
they have a back-to-back at the end of March, home at New Orleans at Phoenix. Do they set out? Does he set out one of those games? Yeah, probably. And they have one last back-to-back to end the season. Does he set out one of those games? Yeah, probably. And so I think that's how they're going to get him rest. I don't think we're going to see him like like they end the season. Houston, Phoenix, Utah, Sacramento. I don't know if he's sitting out all four of those games. And by the way, I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to speak out of turn, so I'll double check on this. Who's to say that game against Sacramento at the end of the season is not wildly important? Sure, I know no, no, sure. That I mean, that's my point, right? Like yeah. right now, right now, like I guess you got a five game lead. Right. I guess people could think that that way if it somehow gets out of control, but we're way far away from this thing being locked up, right? right. Like they, we, we are like, ways away from that. So yeah, I don't think I, so. I don't know. It sounds like you and I uh, will we'll be keeping an eye on this market for a possible betting opportunity. What's Either, the betting number for you? Is it 250? Is it the that is that I mentioned? Yes, what are you, yeah, what are you th- waiting yes, for? Yes, I think you hit. Yeah. I, I think 250, I'm in. I, I, I'm in. I'm in 250. And, and, and you're right. Look, the Giannis. I, I yes, I think Giannis is probably out of it at this point. But like that, that my biggest message of this is don't go bed and bead. Like just don't go bed and bead right now. I I, I just don't understand that at all. Yeah, I just yep. There's I another one. I, w- I wish I could get a yes no price on that. Right, not not to be running to wave four fifty or something like that. That would be a you know the greatest thing in the world. But I really feel like there's he's not winning this award. I don't think he's winning this award at all. I, I don't think he's finishing ahead of Giannis. <laughs> I don't think he is either. Uh, all right, so over the weekend, uh, we also had a very big moment, and essentially, I think a man in the market would agree with this sealed up his award this season. Uh, when those when those numbers hit all zeros in Phoenix on Saturday night, might as well just hand. Did they get a trophy? I don't know if they get a trophy. Hand them the plaque right there. Uh, Mike Mike Brown <laughs> good is good uh, I don't know either. Yeah, metal trophy plaque yeah. on the wall. <laughs> Whatever the coaches get, should have given it to Mike Brown right there. That right there and then. That was an awesome win for Sacramento. Their their offense just continues to impress, like night in and night out. Said Phoenix and look in the second half again. You know, did Phoenix look a lot better? Yeah, but guess what? Phoenix could not stop Sacramento multiple times in that fourth quarter. They took about a two point lead, and I'm like, okay, here's where Phoenix maybe. Kind of gets up. No, we're going to hit a three. No, we're going to get a layup. No, we're going to hit mid-range jumper. Like it's the Sacramento offense is great, and I got to tell you, Kelly. So again, like I was never one of like they're going to get swept, but twofold here. One, Mike Brown's your coach of the year, and two, you brought this up last week. It's time to start like very much contemplating, especially in a bracket that might break pretty well for them. That Sacramento is going to be like a pain in the ass in the Western Conference. Yeah. Yeah, and look, that's the way we're saying it. You and I are saying it. We're not saying that they're going to win uh, win the West, win the NBA Finals. I don't think they, they have that kind of ceiling with this team, but they're going to be a pain in the ass. For whoever has nope. to play that team night in, night out, they're going to be a pain in the ass. We'll get to games I know we're looking at uh, tonight a little bit later, but the uh, that's one. If Giannis comes back tonight, I probably oh. will be. Probably on the buck side tonight, almost no matter what that number is. I will be too. And I like if he comes back, I wanted to bet that thing under as well. But like, I, I can't wait to watch it. That's number one defense versus number one offense. If Giannis is out there, it's going to be great. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But I, I, I think that game the other night did have a little bit of the feel too of like, I, I, I want to say there's going to be, I'm not, I'm not that guy that's huge, like, oh, there's a great, you know, the massive spot, right, for the Bucks. And like, I think, but I do think it's a little bit of a letdown coming off that game against the Suns. Like, I do, I do think it's tough to, to get everything back together and going tonight um, against, against a Milwaukee team coming into town. Yeah. So Brown's up to minus 700 over at DraftKings. Uh, playable number because it's 100%. 
<laughs> I, I like I'm with you. I'm with you. It's it's like I think There's, that thing's it's done. It's done. It's yeah, it's not, it's, it's not done. not happening. <laughs> we never have to talk about it on this podcast anymore. Did you get a ticket in on him? Never, never. Me either. Okay, so me either. And like, how dumb do you feel? I feel so dumb about it. Of course. Of course. Because like you, you you bringing it up last week, just the simple sentence of like the Kings are gonna make the playoffs and like they might be the two seed or the three seed in the West. Yeah. Like that's all you need. That's all you need. I might I might get it at minus seven hundred. How about that? Yeah. It's like when we talked about Wimbanyama before. It's like well, it's, it, it's pretty much guaranteed well, money I, at this point. Yeah, I never mind. I was <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but here, let me time mark this 1853. Yeah. I'm going to make a joke. You tell me if it's inappropriate, if I had to cut this out or not. Um, I think Mike well, Brown I could be the judge. Right. <laughs> I think Mike Brown could die and you should like, that could be up to minus 10,000. You know what I mean? Like he's going to win it posthumously because he's well, gonna, like, it's, well, it's probably even just a better reason that he right. would win it. I, exactly. <laughs> probably even more of a reason to give it to him. But it's terrible. <laughs> His odds would shoot up. <laughs> Yeah, the last one up, man. Oh man, what was funny about this award is, like, I didn't have a bet in this in in this market period because I hated this market from the moment the season started, right? Because it was it felt like Joe Missoula or like Will Hardy or Jacques Vaughn was the guy all along, right? As soon as you know Nash got fired, we Jacques Vaughn uh, slides in. You know, early with the jazz playing so well, you're like, well, if the jazz keep this up, like it's gotta go to him after we just after they just let everybody go. And then Missoula taking over. It it's just amazing. It felt so obvious to me. Like at one point, JVT, you probably could have gotten me to like bet you a massive amount of money that it would have gone to one of those three guys. And I would have yep. completely lost. And Mike Brown absolutely deserves this. Yeah. No, he's done a phenomenal job. So um, you're right. We don't have to talk about this ever again. Minus seven hundred, he's gonna win this. <laughs> And uh, if he, I'll put it this way: if he doesn't, that's that's it. Revoke everybody's vote who did not vote for him. He should, yeah, to be honest, to be honest with you, Kelly, I'll go a step further. He should be a unanimous coach of the year. Yeah, agreed. Yep, agreed. strip the vo- strip the vote if you didn't vote for uh, Mike Brown. I'll take it. Yep, completely. All right, I want to. I'm I'm um, I'm gonna do a pivot. good job. I'm gonna pivot here because I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch this one to you. I uh, DraftKings has posted a few more draft markets. Okay. Okay. Victor Wembanyama, yeah, we're at minus eight thousand these days. I actually think this price has come down. I think it hit minus ten thousand, so we're, de- we're we're back down to minus eight thousand. <laughs> if you're interested in number one overall, they've gone and posted second and third overall pick. As we all know, Scoot Henderson expected to be the number the number two guy. He is minus nine hundred. You've got Brandon Miller plus eight fifty, and then the Thompson brothers behind them. Amen Thompson, Amen Thompson, I believe is how you say his name. Ten to one. And then uh, Asar Thompson. I don't even know how to say his name, to be honest. Uh, 35 to 1. I actually want to say it's Acer, but I could be completely Acer? wrong. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I've watched many clips of these guys, but I've never, I've never watched them all that much. Okay, third overall, Miller Miller plus 125. Uh, Amen Thompson plus, uh, plus 150. Acer Thompson, 8 to 1. Scoot Henderson, 9 to 1. JVT, any chance Brandon Miller surpasses Scoot Henderson for the second overall pick? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I mean, just everything I've read would say absolutely not. Again, I'm not going to be pretend to be well versed into my draft etiquette at this point, but sure, ev- everything that I have read and listened to have said that it is going to be Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson. And to be honest with you, the other stuff that I've read, Kelly, I I actually thought that Eamon Thompson was going to be the clear cut three prospect. So I'm actually kind of surprised not to see him at a plus price, but to see him as 
the second guy behind mm-hmm. Miller for the third overall pick. So the the only reason I wanted to bring this up, and no, I mean, uh, Amen Thompson's a guy's a, a game that I have not watched nearly as closely. Okay, Scoot Henderson, I've actually been able to see a couple times here in Vegas. Are they still uh, playing? I think they're just wrapping up. Yeah, man, I, I got Ben Wilson up. has offered me tickets to go see that, and I got to go. I got to go. Yeah, check I mean, he he's a show. He is a show. There's no doubt, and I know a lot of people, like you said, that spe- the well, all we've heard about this draft is Wembenyama one. Him number two. That's all we've heard. And we've heard that, hey, if Victor Wembanyama wasn't in this draft, he'd be the clear-cut first overall choice. Do you have concerns, though? I do. I think when I'm looking at some of his stats, I have concerns with a guard who's shooting under 30% from three going into the NBA. And I understand is that he is shooting 27 uh, 27.5% from three this year. Here's my question. What's his free throw percentage? 76.4. 76.4. Okay. So every it, from everything I have read and listened to when it comes to draft scouts and NBA people is that while well, three-point percentage, if it's not good, the next thing you look at is free throw percentage. And if they're shooting free throws at a pretty high clip, that free throw percentage generally translates to you can fix them as a three-point shooter. So I don't think that that would scare any people off too bad. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Um. He's averaging. I'm at the G League. Uh, site, Here, here's so. here's my question too. And I, <laughs> I, I don't, haven't, I haven't I, traditionally gone here. Just real quick. So field goals. He's averaging. He's only averaging two point seven threes a game too. Uh, but he's only averaging two point nine free throw attempts a game too. Um, you know, a little bit more of a slashing guard. And, and look, he plays good defense. Averages over a steal a game. There's no doubt about that. I, I just think, man, Brandon Miller. More I watch of this kid, and I know there's going to be obviously there's going to be off the court issues people are going to discuss. But you're talking a six foot nine guy who could shoot forty percent from the three from three point line in college. In college, I know this. Yeah. Is, I know we are extrapolating up to the NBA, and that's a big that's a big jump. But man, I don't know if I like these ne- this next month. He, I think he, there's a possibility he impresses people enough that he could actually fight for that spot. So, but but I, I don't know. For me, you hit on the most important thing, right? So, like, we're going to just gloss over the fact that he delivered a gun that killed somebody? Like, no. these NBA teams, right? You know what I mean? Like, these NBA teams are just going to forget about that by the time the NBA draft comes around? Man, I, I, I don't... I, I feel like that is a but, but a okay, so deal. what, though? Like, we're going to... We're going to... So what? It, that means it's not okay... For, for for that, it means it's not okay for him to go number two, but he's going to go number three or number four, and that doesn't matter? Or he's, or you're saying he's going to fall completely out of the first round because of that? No, 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 no. I just think that when you're talking about, like, investing the third overall pick in a guy like that, like NFL draft, like uh, like with, with Jalen Carter, right? Yeah. Jalen Carter was going to be, like, a top four pick. And then this happens, and the Bears are like, yeah, we'll go down to number – what are they now, nine? Yeah. Because there's yeah. a chance that now that guy can – be available but like when you have like one of the thompson twins who seems to be on a pretty even footing with him projecting as an nba prospect right and at the third overall pick you have some of those character concerns no matters on which team it's going to be too right because who knows Mm -hmm. which team lands at number three and what old demons they have with whatever current players they have on their roster like (laughs) that 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 right there is a great point right right, so like for example kelly let's 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 say that what if what if houston has a number three overall pick Mm -hmm. i don't know if you saw this like a week ago Jonathan Gavoni like laid waste to Houston on Zach Lowe's podcast 
like Kevin Porter Jr. has apparently been a knucklehead and a lot of people behind the scenes hate him. It seems like that is a place that looks in terms of its culture and falling apart from the inside. They have not shown any improvement whatsoever. Like, is that a front office in a situation in which they would go, yeah, let's take the kid that might have some legal issues. Like I, I that's, no, you know what I mean? I think it's a great point. I think it's a great point. I think you could question too with like, you know, is, is Greg Popovich the type of guy, is he going to want any part of that? Right. If they end up at right. number two, number three, he kind of, he seems like a guy who probably wouldn't want any part of that at all. Um, I think it's worth bringing up. I, well, I just I started digging into some of their stats a little bit more. I'm like, I don't know if this is as I, I don't know as clear cut as people have made it seem. But it's also very it's very hard to compare G League stats to college basketball stats. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, um, I think we should. Um, I wanted to throw we, that at you. I thought we knew somebody that heard the G League. Right. <laughs> if only um, if only we could, let, let's get Ben on. Let's see if let's see what Ben says. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 uh, just phrase the question basically around that. Like, hey, would you rather take uh, Scoot Henderson? Would you rather take a guy who possibly helped murder somebody, or or, or just <laughs> be like, what? He's be like what? He'd be like, what? Yeah. Well, why'd you have me on for this? <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, man, that's all. I wanted to bring that up with you. Wanted to get your take on it. Okay. Oh well, now that they're adding, you know, these are going to be fun to track, and I, I'm willing to. Yeah. Uh, we got to talk about these a little bit more, and there's a couple of NBA draft guys we can get on too. But that'll be um, no, that'll be fun. It'll, look, it's going to be fun to track. I like NBA draft stuff. I just I I'm amazed that in one market in one draft we were, because it's a big story, but with this one the market doesn't seem to matter. So I, I'm really it doesn't seem to matter to the market. I should say. So I'm, I'm very curious that he is favored for the third pick as opposed to the second. Yeah, my my whole thing was more about just taking him in the top top five overall. Uh, maybe that causes him to slip. And I'd say this too, Kelly, really quick. I mean, go to Charlotte. Charlotte gets James Booknight, who by all accounts has been kind of like a knucklehead for them too and had mm-hmm. some off-court stuff and hasn't really worked out. And that's a you know, that's a top 10 pick that it, he was because Booknight was a top 10 pick, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, and that's top 10 pick that was kind of right now at least thrown by the wayside, not really working out very well. Um, all right, let's, um, let's take our break. How about that? Let's set up our break real quick. When we come back, I uh, want to set up a topic from over the weekend, the New York Knickerbockers. Um, we're on a West Coast swing, and uh, the market was doing some funny things with them. And we'll, we'll use that to lead into the Monday card. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties. And they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
All right, back here on Hardwood Handicappers, we have. I wanted. I wanted to throw something. You use the phrase. I'll use it for you. I wanted to pitch something at you, Kelly. <laughs> so pitch I noticed to you. I guess pitch something or two. Yeah, at yeah, things like yeah, that. I whatever know. it is. Um, I think. I think you pitch two in business. You you pitch at in baseball, right? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> my fantasy so, baseball. Team I, is, I don't know what we're doing here, but <laughs> my fantasy baseball team is great, by the way. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> so. Let's. Uh, I wanted to recap something that's going on, and I think this is more of like an exercise than anything else. But it, it's been, it's an exercise that kind of worked out for the most part after one result. So the next, like I said, West Coast trip. For those who did not track, they were in Sacramento to start this West Coast trip. They're wrapping it up. They're actually in Portland tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, tomorrow's the fourteenth. They will be in Portland tomorrow for the end of this West Coast trip before they come back home. So what I found interesting about this quick swing was let's go to Thursday, right, Kelly, where they pay, they play the Sacramento Kings and and again home court for this year has been worth that full three. The market has been using three as home court, and this is how it's been priced into it. And you saw this number open of four in favor of Sacramento, and I was like, oh, that seems kind of high. Like this, a you know, this is a Knicks team that is I think power rated relatively highly by the market overall, probably at the very least on par with Sacramento and Jalen Brunson could be coming back. So let's bet this thing money line. And sure enough, this thing it opens four, closes one and a half, right? And then the money line closes about plus 110. So cool. Closing line value, all sorts of fun. They end up losing the game 122 to 117. Uh, another closing line value trophy into the case. But go. Right, love them. But what started after that was really interesting. So after that, Saturday, you and I are on the air. They play the Los Angeles Clippers on the road. Clippers open up as a six-point favorite. Market heads in the direction of the New York Knicks again. And why is that weird? Well, because Jalen Brunson wasn't playing. But even without Jalen Brunson on the floor, market moves a point and a half, closes four and a half. What happens? The Los Angeles Clippers win 106 to 95. So, again, the market, like, believing in the New York Knicks, but almost to a fault. And it did seem that maybe that was more anti-Clipper than anything else. And this is where the real – this is where the real – value comes in i think when you're tracking situations like this last night so yesterday that thing opens up at about one one and a half in favor of the la the la lakers so mm-hmm. again the same number that the kings were laying to the knicks with jalen brunson okay and the market's like now we're gonna bet this thing up and so it closes like three and a half and what happens yesterday new york knicks go out there in los angeles and they went out right on the second leg of back to back 112 to 108 and, and so what I just found, like, the interesting exercise was, like, if you're actually keeping track of these teams on a day-to-day basis and understanding what a market rating is in that, like, this is how the market is rating these teams, these line, you know, this line is moving. When I say the market and where they're rating them, you're tracking how the lines move and how they close. And when you're keeping track of this, you can kind of understand, like, certain, like, like aberrations in the market ratings. You know, to say that the, the Knicks, to bring it back to the Clippers game, were only one and a half points worse than the Clippers without Jalen Brunson, that's that's inaccurate. They're a little bit worse than that. Or to say that they're equals with the Los Angeles Lakers without Jalen Brunson, that's inaccurate. They're better than the Lakers. Yeah. So, yeah. and sure enough, if you kind of follow down that path, right, you were you found some pretty good value in betting against the Knicks when they were playing the Clippers and on the Knicks when they were playing the Lakers. And I just I felt like that was kind of a good exercise. And I don't know if I explained that properly, but it's a good way to use market ratings to kind of track some of these teams and where the market's at with them because the market tends to be pretty fickle and reacts pretty strongly to results as opposed to what is actually happening with those teams. No, I agree. I think, I think that's something you do uh, you do a really good job with. Um, 
kind of tracking that stuff along. And you're right. It's, impo- it's important to, it's important to get a feel for not only to track that stuff, to not only get a feel for the market and how it's reacting, but also your own numbers, right. Where, right. you know, seeing where you're, where you're off market on off from the market on and whether that's right or wrong. Right. And like you're talking about being able to capitalize on that. Just, you know, I think that's, it's important to see where that stuff's moving and compare it to your own numbers on those teams. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like, so by my own numbers, when I saw that yesterday, I was like, the Knicks are not e- without Jalen Brunson. The Knicks are not equal to Los Angeles Lakers right now. It's currently constructed. Now, did they have to come back? Well, yeah, of course they had to come back and win that game, but still uh, it was a good performance from the Knicks. So with that, that leads us to the card today. I got to say, I'm kind of bummed out by the NBA card on this Monday. I, you know, I wrote about it today. It, like at the top of the column, I'm like, Essentially, look, every single one of these games has an injury that you have to keep track of. And even some of you, like some of you learned on Sunday. I don't know if you saw this, Kelly, but what happens on Sunday? Ah, Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers, of course, they're going to smoke the New Orleans Pelicans. Lillard's listed yeah. as probable. They're going to go in there in New Orleans and beat them up. And then what happens like 20 minutes before game time? Oh, yeah, Damian Lillard listed as probable. Uh, we're actually going to scratch him. He's not going to play and we're going to lose outright. Like, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah, I can speak directly to that one because uh, I had uh, pieces of both sides of that because of that. <laughs> I, played oh. the Bla- I played the Blazers, I think, the night before, so I had them at plus two and a half, I think, is what that opened. Um, and then I caught, I, I just was, you know, it's one of those happened to be on Twitter, basically, when the Lillards uh, started to come down, I'm like, crap, I guess I'm buying off this. Give me plus three and a half on the uh, uh, on the Pelicans, I think I yeah. was at the time. So, yeah, really dumb betting experience last night. And so, look, if you're betting the NBA daily like you and I are, it's something you got to be aware of and track this kind of stuff. There's no doubt about that. So, what stuck out to you today? Um, I got two. I mean, I'm really inter- like we hit on. I'm really interested to see what happens with Giannis. I think I will be playing. I think I'm going to be on Milwaukee's side of that. Um, if they play, I hey, th- this is a uh, it kind of a, it's more of a matchup thing to me or anything. Like if Giannis is on that court, who the hell is stopping him on Sacramento? You know what I mean? Like he could go for 60 tonight. I don't know how they're slowing him down at all. Um, so I'll be watching that one. And then I don't know what number this is going to close at. I'm not running to bet it now, um, but I'm betting the jazz tonight. I, I, this is still, I, I think the, the heat are continue. To me, at least, by my numbers, they're continuously off by a couple of at least a couple points um, to the market here. And this is we're getting some injury news now. So Jordan Clarkson is officially out mm-hmm. uh, for that'll the probably, Jazz. So that'll bump the number up to like eight and a half, right? Yeah, we're at like eight and a half right now. Yeah. Um, and then it looks like Lowry and Caleb Martin actually both just got upgraded to probable. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'll have to revisit that. I don't think I was expecting all that to happen, but but still, I think regardless, I, I think I still, I, this is still, I think this is still a little off. And if you're going to add, uh, I'll see where this goes. If this hits nine or more, I'm playing the Jazz for sure. I I just I don't understand the separation. You and I have hit on this multiple times the past few episodes. This Heat Heat team, I think, is just continuously overrated. What they're doing, what they're doing in clutch time is is fantastic. And that's how they're winning games. But I think the, I think this could be a good spot, JBT, of either taking taking the points before the game starts or wait for it to get going a little bit. If you can get in game, you know, jazz plus 10 and a half plus 11 or something like that. And then come back on the other side later on, uh lay a money line with Miami or something like that. If they get down I think that could be a great middle opportunity seeing seeing Miami actually win this thing with the Jazz cover that spread. 
that's something I might try to do, try to manipulate with things uh, with that game tonight. Um, those are really the only two I was looking at. That, that is, um, you're right. Other than that, the card is pretty gross. Um, I would go to, so um, Dallas and Memphis, if we go there real quick. So what I find interesting here, and this happened on Saturday too, so you and I were talking about that game, and the one thing I was waiting for was, is Kyrie Irving going to play? Because yeah. if he's not going to play, I'm betting this thing under. It was like 224 and a half at the time. And uh, I had, it's, uh, what's, I had made the total, like I think it was like I was at 221 and a half, just above it. And sure enough, Kyrie doesn't play. Market reacts. Game goes well under. I think it ended up with like 220 total points. So what I find interesting here, Kelly, is we're back in Dallas. Dallas opens up overnight as a one-point favorite. Market swings back to Memphis minus one and a half on the road. So that line move would tell you that, oh, okay, market believes that Kyrie Irving's probably not going to play here today, right? But what I found interesting about that, and I kind of wrote at length about this this morning, is that if that was the case, then the total should probably stay where it's at or move down, but it didn't. It got bet up to 224.5. So I found those line moves contradictory because <laughs> yeah, if, I'm with you. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, so I'm like, with you. It, line is going to swing to Memphis. That would think you would think that Kyrie's you, not going. You would to think play. Kyrie's not playing. Yes. So but why the, the hell? Up. Yeah. Why the hell would the total go up then? Yes. yes. I, I am completely with you. So like that's why I don't know what to do here because like I it, like if Kyrie's not going to play again, I think that's a total that's worth playing under. And Did, you want to? It, it went ahead. over though the other night, right? Just barely. The closing number it might have gone over, but I was okay. talking about playing that under when it was like two twenty four and a half, and yeah. I, I thought I thought I saw it close two twenty and a half. Like I thought okay. it just went under, but regardless, two twenty four and a half is a playable number here. And what I'm talking about, like if Kyrie's not going to play under two twenty four and a half again, is going to be a bettable number. But if Kyrie Irving plays, then you're betting one. Of, you're you're taking Dallas at a small money dog, dog money line dog price. Because that's going to flip in the other direction, but I just I thought that was a really fascinating line move this morning, right? Watching re- those two really things is. happen, it really is. And I don't know about you, but the side, okay, so like even yeah, I'm trying, I'm pulling up some like the be- uh, line history on Don Best right now, and it's like you can just like the totals barely moved, right? Whereas this line's been kind of jumping around all over the place. Like I'd oh, almost, see, I don't, I saw I an overnight of two twenty one and a half on the total. I pulled up the wrong game. Okay. <laughs> no, but like that's like two twenty. Look, I'm I'm looking at Caesars William Hill right now. So two twenty three and a half to two twenty five and a half is where it's been circling. Meanwhile, the the lines behind it kind of been jumping the fence. Yeah, you know the whole time. Um, but I would I I, I know I'm kind of stumbling through. I'm trying to look at this stuff, but like you know, so like Westgate, they're two twenty four and a half. That's where they open. That's where they're still at. Mm. Um. I would I I just per, I personally would read more into the move on the side, which I think you're right. reading into absolutely right. Is that you're not hanging this kind of number unless you're pretty sure Kyrie ain't playing. Uh, so yeah, man, I think that totals out there for you to bet the under on. I think that makes complete sense. Yeah, I, I, mean, was... you might, I mean, you might as well just wait at this point, I guess. But oh, absolutely. I just I thought it was kind of because I think it was Fanduel that I looked at was the overnight was two twenty one and a half. And then it gets up to like you said. I think it's high as two twenty five and a half right now. I just don't like who like people. I I don't I don't think you've received many of these questions from like intelligent NBA people. But like I've got a lot of questions. Like how good do Ma- you know how good is this Mavericks team gonna be? How good are they gonna be? Doesn't this tell you everything right here? Like if this game if they don't have Kyrie and Luka Doncic, 
they are home dogs to a team without without John Morant too. A Grizzlies well, team um, without John Morant, without Stephen Adams, without Brandon Clark, without Brandon Clark. Like yeah. they, like this is that they have covered, nobody. They have nobody. What, how, how many wins do they have on the road? They have 13 wins on the road, I think, and cover right. 12 yeah. or something like something that. Like yeah. that. Yeah. So, like, I mean, like, what number would you need to bet the Mavericks knowing they didn't have Doncic or Kyrie? Oof. Like, at least the full three, I think. Like, three <laughs> I think, and a half. I think right? I would need more than that. I was like, yeah. so in my mind, it was somewhere between three and a half and five. I think I would need, I don't like, that would be the grossest bet ever. I would not even well, want to sit through that. And part of the thought and to, to expand to him. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.